Good morning, everybody. Happy week to you. I'm here with Rogelio Rodriguez for an episode that we both are excited to present to you, our audience. And that's going to be what to do after you present a demo to up your chance of being able to close that sale. Rod's going to go through some really important tips on steps you can take on your end to keep things fresh, to keep the lead warm, and be able to close things out successfully for your company. Rod, thanks for taking some time today. You're in Boston this week, aren't you? Uh, yes, I am here in Boston for the Inbound Conference uh, hosted by HubSpot every year. Super excited to be back uh, this year again. Um, it's always fruitful to connect with other sales and, and marketing professionals um, that are, are here. I think they're expecting like 20,000 people. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of, of wow. uh, individuals. Yeah, great networking, great uh, learning opportunities. So. Uh, yeah, continuing to build relationships in this in this uh, ecosystem. Super exciting. And thanks for having yeah, thanks me. Thanks for taking way. the time to... Absolutely. Always great to have you, even when you're a thousand miles away. Who's the big speaker this year at the conference? Do you know? Ooh, man, I don't know. I mean, I have my list of the ones that I want to see. Uh, Dr. Huberman is going to be here uh, from Huberman Labs. Ooh. Yeah. It's like the... Yep. Uh, so, super excited about that. And I have some friends actually speaking... Uh, Jen from uh, the CEO from uh, Smartbug Media, uh, another agency that uh, I consider like a worthy rival to us. Um, yep. They, uh, she's going to be speaking about remote culture, so we're super excited about that. Yeah. All right, let's jump into our own little HubSpot workshop for our listeners this week, and that's what you can do to be able to make a post demo communication line succeed. Now, in your experience, I think a good place to start is Rod pretty standard in the home services industry that you do some sort of consultation, some sort of demo where you can be hands-on, show off the product, show off what the services are going to be. Where do you see most businesses go wrong when it comes to what to do after the consultation? Yeah. I mean, I, I think just like uh, first things first, right? You got to follow up, uh, sending them like a thank you email immediately, or at least within 24 hours of the consultation is going to help you really just uh, summarize what you spoke about. Um, you know, include the key takeaways, and also it gives you an opportunity to uh, clear, clarify what the next steps are, right? what's expected of them. Um, and then, and then, like a- another thing that I think would be helpful is a survey, right? It, that includes like feedback, a way to con- feedback on the consultation itself to see how the salespeople are doing in terms of their presentation skills, the way that the, the customer uh, felt about uh, doing business with the company. Um, and also it gives us an opportunity to see any, any issues that there may be or any questions that are like still left uh, in the customer's mind. So those two things, I think immediate follow-up with an email and a survey are going to, are going to, uh, is, is at least the first step to, to doing um, follow-up in a way that's going to help you uh, be more successful. There really should never be a situation where the homeowner has to chase you, I'm assuming, right? Right. It shouldn't. I mean, like we use automation to do this, right? We know based that based on the fact that they have a meeting with the individual, we can send out an automation email that that uh, an automated email that goes out and and uh, uh, summarizes right the, the key points of the presentation and all that. Um, we also automated the survey follow up, right? To get gather feedback on how the salesperson does. So I think like, there's an opportunity there for you to just uh, solidify that relationship through through that quick follow-up. There's an upside, right? With the automation, you can speed things up and save time. But 
the downside to automation is that you lose personalization. So mm-hmm. are there ways that you can, you know, when, as you automate your processes and following up after a demo, what are some personalized steps you can take to make it feel more connective that it's human to human as opposed to here's just an automated message? No, that's a great question. You know, what I've seen work really well for a lot of companies is personalizing a handwritten note, right? Uh, something that stands out in the fact, in the world that we're living in right now, that's all digital, right? Like you're, you're getting text messages, you're getting Facebook messages all the time. A handwritten note is going to stand out uh, from as a means of communication. It shows a, a level of personal attention that's, that's really appreciated yep. by, the, by the end user. And then in addition to that, a quick call, right? I think a follow-up call to ensure that they have everything that they need to make the decision. And, and that can be impactful as well, right? Because that, it takes time out of the salesperson's day or, or the company's day to really focus on, on the customer needs, um, both in a, in a way that stands out with the handwritten note, uh, but also with a personal uh, human touch with the call. I like that. Yeah. Bridging the best of both worlds, having the personal touches that you can do, the face-to-face contact, the voice-to-voice, like you said, the handwritten note, that always gets me. I'll never forget, Rod, when I, in my previous career, when we were demoing different companies for IT positions, we did like seven companies. And the one that stood out with us, they did the demo, they were in the top three, but they sent us a handwritten thank you letter along with some cupcakes from one of the best bakeries in the city and believe it or not that simple step swung the board around to wanting to work with that company because it made them feel like they were seen that they were special and it put them just a little bit over the top so i i agree with what you're saying yeah absolutely i mean it it all helps right i mean i think you got to use it in combination with um all the other tool sets you have right and i think because like the, the next step would be like yes the handwritten note yes the personal call but you also have yep. uh, digital tools that can help you follow up, right? Like on 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 the different platforms, we can use retargeting so that they can see our ads again uh, to remind the homeowners yep. about the services uh, when they're online, showcase customer testimonials on there, right? Or product features. Uh, and then you can, like as I mentioned before, the CRM is a big piece of it, right? Because you're you're combining yeah. that that personal touch with the digital tool of a CRM that allows you to automate a lot of this follow-up and and even maybe like if they don't close this month you may have a special the following month right like right now we're going through we just went through the labor day specials right yesterday so yeah there's always an opportunity uh to to leverage the digital tools to make your life easier to follow up with them i want to break those down piece by piece because i think those were two great recommendations rod when it comes to retargeting are there specific social networks or search engines that you recommend home services companies really key in on for that? Well, it's really more about where the homeowner is, right? Um, so you have to make a concerted effort to find where that homeowner is. They may a lot of people are on Facebook, yep. right? Uh, younger generation may be on TikTok. Uh, but younger generation is becoming homeowners uh, slowly but surely, and you have to be aware of what platforms they're on so that you can take the most, um, uh, get the most out of those those retargeting ads. Uh, Google always works, right? I think people still research. They they do a lot of the heavy uh, intent based research on on Google, so you that's you definitely have to be there. I mean, that's like number one, right? Um, secondary, I would probably say Facebook for the age group that you're targeting. Um, 
and then followed by Tiktok. Okay. Okay. Those are great tips. And then going to what you had mentioned about a CRM system, we talk about it all the time in the show. I'm sure listeners are used to it. We always recommend HubSpot, but just like as a 30 second reason, why should most companies think about HubSpot as the main option for being that central platform? Oh, I mean, it, it, it has it all connected, right? Your, your social presence, your ads, your, your, your pipeline, the tool itself is, is very, very complete. So you don't have to like exit the tool to do something else or to, uh, you know, find content or context for somebody that you're speaking with, right? It, it's all in one place. Right. It has a, a very neat feature called the timeline. In the timeline, you can see the entire history of a contact, right? Whether they interacted with an ad, whether they, they filled out a form on a landing page, whether they booked a meeting, how many meetings you had, the calls that you made, all those things add to the building up of, of, of the relationship. Right. And I think like, it, it just goes back to, I mean, I guess you could call it like the Rolodex. If there are people out there that remember what the Rolodex is, it's a way to, yeah. to sort your contacts and have a record of who they are. Right. And, and there's a story about, I believe Rockefeller and uh, at the end of his life, when uh, somebody like found his Rolodex, he had like, I don't know, 8,000 people on the, on the Rolodex. And the information he captured wow. on that Rolodex was well beyond what a normal people would capture. He had the names of their spouses, their kids, the names of the dogs, uh, their ages, right? Like he captured a ton of information. And right now, <clears throat> that same principle can apply, right, to using a tool like HubSpot that allows you to collect all that information because that allows you to really personalize the experience to your customer and not, not only like be super, a superficial relationship, right? You're able to go deeper because of the information that you're collecting and uh, you're taking note of. Now, after a demo, Rod, not everyone's going to be ready to take the next step. What mm -hmm. are some things that you can do on the sales end to help them along to get them to that point? I think provide them with educational content, right? Like. Uh, blog posts, ebooks, webinars, educate the homeowner about the intricacies of, of the different uh, uh, services that you offer, whether it be window and door installation or, uh, you know, uh, impact garage doors, right? You're, yep. you're establishing your company as an authority um, in the field uh, and also addressing any common concerns or questions or misconceptions that they, the homeowner may have. Uh, post consultation with you, right? Uh, you can even provide them an FAQ that will allow them to uh, answer those most common questions or concerns that, that other customers may have and they may be facing themselves. Do you recommend that companies use the special offer approach after a demo? Yeah, I alluded to it a, a little earlier, right? With uh, just a, uh, being mindful of, of uh, events that are coming on, right? We just went through the whole Labor Day sale uh, uh, push for a lot of the retailers. Uh, the same thing applies for uh, any home service business, uh, window and doors, right? Like uh, uh, there's an opportunity that you can offer a discount that wasn't available the previous month. Uh, and it'll allow you to either like reach out with that new offer that may entice them to actually buy this time um, or even offer mm -hmm. perhaps financing options that you didn't have before, right? There's a lot of movement in the financing space. And there's companies that are coming out with creative ways uh, to finance um, uh, large home projects. So 
all these things, what they're doing is breaking down the barriers for them to do business with you, right? Make it easier for them. So uh, definitely special offers is something that you need to consider in terms of, of your follow, especially if you didn't close, right? Uh, the deal. I want to jump into your bag of trips, tricks, Rod, like personally what you do. How do you nurture the client relationship? How do you really make people feel seen and even after the sale, be able to keep that relationship intact? Give us some of your personal tips. Uh, yeah, I think regularly checking in with the, the customers, see how they're doing, especially like in a home service project, right? That may take like 90 days sometimes or even longer, depending on what you're doing. Like a right. pool build may take six months, right? Because of the materials that you need to gather, the engineering and all that. So scheduling regular monthly check-ins uh, with the customers uh, is, is going to be helpful uh, to stay connected with them. And then also you can have customer events, right? Like uh, I'll give you an example. Like we, we do the, the hub groups, right? We invite our customers to the, to the HubSpot user group meetings, uh, which allow us to not only like uh, continue the relationship with them or, and, and, and reestablish the relationship with, with certain people that have like maybe uh, lost connections, but it, it also makes them part of the community itself. Right. Uh, and I can give you an example, another example, um, our, our, uh, one of our customers, Alco, he regularly uh, donates, right, uh, to uh, companies or organizations that collect um, educational materials, right, to give away to underprivileged kids or schools that need, uh, you know, book bags, uh, notebooks, pens. What they con- consistently donate and they participate in those community events, which brings them uh, in touch with the people that they're serving as well. So it keeps them. Uh, connected and increasing their the loyalty that they get to the brand itself you know i'm just gonna circle back to the how to keep it going after the sale being able to keep people engaged you know new products new services i've seen some companies use a referral program to help keep people engaged with the company what are your thoughts on that yeah i mean look that it helps word of mouth word of mouth is 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 by far probably like the least expensive way to market right um and you can offer a referral discount so you can you can you can encourage individuals to to um uh introduce you to other homeowners you know uh it, it really helps you expand that customer base especially with the happy customers that you have they've had a great experience with you they'll have no trouble uh, uh spreading spreading the word but also um you know uh, uh either a discount or uh you know, a, a small gift uh, would go a long way in them uh, doing it more often for you. And finally, one thing you say to me all the time, Rod, you know, we work together closely. You, you've always instilled a message of the importance of improvising when needed, reviewing and adapting. How do you apply oh, that to your sales process, especially when it comes to follow up after a demo or a consultation? No, great question. I think like reflecting, right, is, is an important part of just everyday life, right? Like you, you set a plan in the morning, you execute the plan and at the end of the night or the end of the day, you're going to reflect on, on what happened because that gives you an, an, uh, an ability to uh, analyze what you're doing and how it's working, right? Uh, you got to be able to review the effectiveness of the strategies that you're using, whether it's uh, KPIs, right? How many referrals you're getting from your, from your referral program, how many people are looking at the FAQ, uh, what are your conversion yep. rates, customer feedback that you're gathering, all those things that we're talking about in, earlier in the, in the podcast are going to be uh, super helpful, but only if you're able to reflect upon 
uh, how it's working, uh, right? Because that that allows you to adapt, right, and be re ready to pivot in anything that gives you uh, uh, provided to you by that feedback, right? For example, if 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 um, you notice that a specific salesperson is receiving the same feedback, or maybe like the that that the customer is getting frustrated with them in the way that they're presenting. You can address that immediately with that salesperson uh, based on the customer feedback that you collected, right? But you have to be ready to uh, review it and then adapt your strategy based on that feedback that you're you're getting. And one final question for you, Rod. I think it can be frustrating, especially for people who are newer to the sales industry. The demo step is very personal compared to the things that come before it. So a lot of times you get to be face-to-face -face with them. You have in-depth conversations. I think it can be tough sometimes when those post conversations get ignored or drop off. How do you keep your sales team? How do you stay motivated when things don't work out after the demo process? Yeah, I mean, I the on the sales side, I, I won't give it to you on the on the customer side. Like, I think like on the sales side is just moving on to the next one, right? Like, just there's always going to be more opportunities uh, and focus on those new opportunities. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think like you have to work closely with the marketing team in order to get those deals. If you demo and you don't close on the first call, let's say you have a, a 30% close rate on, on, on demos, uh, you're, you're doing well, right? Like on, on a one call close uh, system. If, <clears throat> but I mean, what I've seen other companies do is actually like, they're still closing you know, like another like 10 to 15% on top of, of the, of the 30% when it's, when it's follow-up, but usually that is a combination of marketing, uh, the marketing team actually like creating the retargeting ads, creating the follow-up and the content that they need to nurture that relationship as well as, uh, the personal touches of the sales team. Right. So don't get too caught up in the fact that they don't close on the first call. Um, they just probably just need a little bit more information. If you if you follow this process that we just spoke about, I think you're gonna do really well at uh, increasing your close rate on the on the backs, right? On the ones that you you don't close on the first call. Great tips as always, Rod, on how to be able to improve your communications after a demo. I hope you have a good rest of your week over in Boston at Inbound, and thanks for taking some time to connect. Absolutely, thank you, Jeff. Have a great day.